moms are like a key demographic where they know how to get a lot of stuff done in a little bit of time. Oh boy, we had an awesome episode. Christy Schellenberger out of Snatch and Run Screen Printing. She's merged with a new shop as well. They're under now Rock Hill Screen Printing. But we go into this, right? If you want to merge with a local shop, what are the things you need to think about? How do you split the business up? How do you all stay motivated? Are all the new partners on the same page? We're getting into the weeds here. We're also talking about Long Beach 2023, uh, what we thought, some different takeaways. And then also, some low-hanging fruit around sales tips. Christy is a sales beast. So we're going to jump on in. But before we get started, we've got four incredible sponsors to talk about that are helping to support this podcast every single week. First up, and Christy actually uses them too, GraphX Source. If you need a solution to help improve efficiency and reduce costs in your art department, GraphX offers industry-leading outsourcing options for your shop. They truly become a part of your team. And Christy was actually using them on the quoting side. So when she gets a quote inquiry in, she wants to send something out very quickly with a rough mock-up and the pricing right there so that customers can be able to approve, pay, and move forward. She's found great success there. Hit up graphxsource.com for your art staffing needs and use PrintavoPod24. PrintavoPod24, that gets you half off your first vector set or digitized order. Multicraft underscore daddy. We're doing this every single week. We're going to keep doing it. If you pull up your Instagram account, Dave at Multicraft Screen Printing and Digital Supplies is sending out PMI tape to one lucky winner every single week. For over 50 years, they've been providing the industry with top brands at competitive pricing. If you mention the pod, you get an extra 10% off your first order. Give them a try. And uh, we truly appreciate their support. Supercolor. Supercolor is the world's best heat transfer. It's made for screen printers, by screen printers, and they really understand the pressures and expectations of a screen printing business. That's why they pride themselves on being super fast and super easy. Stephen Ferg, Out of Campus Inc., uh, is really used them, especially in times of a pickle <laughs> or being in a pickle. <laughs> He's a pickle, <laughs> um, but uh, they help a lot. Their customer service is also awesome. And if you have any issues, you reach out. They are really great to be able to help be a partner of your shop. Printavo15, that's the coupon code. Printavo15, that gets you 15% off your order. Last but not least, easy way. You know you shouldn't be spending all day cleaning dirty screens. Easy ways line of environmentally conscious chemicals will get the job done faster and more efficiently costing a fraction of the cost per screen. 701 and 842 are Campus Inc.'s favorite easy-way chemicals to clean dirty screens. They work with 100-plus distributors out there, and if you really need a partner to help you with the how-tos and best practices, easy way is there to give it a go. So let's jump on into the episode. Okay, really quick before we start, though, I have an extra copy of the Profit First book. Mm -hmm. Have you read this book? I have, Mike, yes. Mike McCallowitz book? Yes. Okay. If anybody wants this book, I have an extra one. I don't need two. So I will ship you this. Just shoot me an email, bruce at printable.com. Do you guys do Profit First? Uh, we do not right now. Did you like it? Like when you, when you learned more about it, did it make sense? 
It did. Um, I don't know how much you know about me. I'm hold on. It's really echoey. Um, so it makes sense to me, but I just merged in with another screen printing shop. So we are doing a conglomerate business right now. So we're still trying to figure out a oh. lot of things of how we're going to run everything. Interesting. Tell me more about that. So yeah. you, you had your own shop and then you I merged did. with another shop and you guys co-own it? Yeah. So um, I ran Snatch and Run for eight years, almost nine years. And um, I ran another podcast with Jeremy for Rock Hill Screen Printing. We, uh, My shop, we had outgrown our space. And so I was looking for new locations to have um, Snatch and Run and I was about to sign a lease and then I was like, Jeremy, I would just really love your opinion. Jill, his wife, I would love your opinion on what you guys think of this space. And Jill goes, well, wait a second, Christy, before you sign this lease, why don't we talk about merging? So I was like, you know what? Interesting. And they're nearby? Yeah, they're just like 15 minutes down the road. So and um, Jeremy and I actually went to Screen Printing 101 together eight years ago. So um, super cool. What about Ryanair classes? Um, tech source. Are you familiar with them? Ah, yeah. No, I they're like in that. Kings Mountain, North Carolina. So um, we met there, and we've just been good print buds ever since. And you know, like you run out of ink, or you need an extra T-shirt, or whatever, just call each other, and you know, no competition. We really serve different markets. So, what was your focus versus his? Yeah, mine was more boutique, Charlotte corporate. Very like smaller orders, but a lot of handholding. Um, and then Jeremy is more like the traditional schools, government, that kind of thing. Different markets, but um, I love sales and I hate managing production. Like it's the bane of my existence. And Jeremy hates sales and loves running production. So it was kind of oh, a match made in heaven that way. And then the other interesting part is we were going to have a conversation with our spouses in the next day. But then um, the other big screen printing shop in our area, the owner unfortunately took his life that week. So he left 18 people out of work. So, um, you know, we had this pool of like lifelong screen printers and embroiderers that didn't have a place to go. So it was just like one of those moments where you're like, well, this is our gamble. Like, let's make a mega shop. So that's what we did. Wow. Yeah. And, and when was this? This was September. So okay. Oh, of last year. Yeah. September 2023. 20, oh, so yeah. Um, so like I closed up my shop. I moved in here the next day and like sold my press, everything. And then we've been running this show <laughs> since then. Wow. You look shocked. Okay. So how does that work? <laughs> how do you structure this? Like, is it, you know... Uh, you don't have to get into percentages, but you know, hey, let's do 50 50 on this, or, or hey, I'm going to be here part time. So maybe we do 60 40, or, um, you know, what does something like that look like? And then also, are you moving all your stuff there? Mm-hmm. Is, is it all combined into a new location? You know, um, we were really under the gun because all these people were out of work. And then we had all the orders from the other shop that were coming in. You know, they, it was the biggest screen printing shop in our area. And, you know, you just left a community of people with no screen printer, really. So we really needed to make decisions quickly. Um, and so I just 
locked my door at my shop and like continued business down here. And we figured it out along the way. We had a lot of hard conversations. Um, and we're just, Jill is his wife and she does the accounting and HR. And then there's Jeremy who runs production and me that runs sales. And we're each, um, have equal shares and we're both, or all of us are just busting our tails to get this done, you know? Wow. And how did you guys work together? Because it's probably a little bit like dating, right? It's like, yeah. you know, all right, uh, we see each other, you know, we have our own places and stuff, but okay, now we're moving in and yeah. there's a lot more details that you start seeing and that can either make or break it. Yeah. Um, it, every day has not been easy. I will tell you that, you know, it's kind of like a marriage or dating, like you said, um, you know what? At first, it was just like all hands on deck and we're all just doing everything we can to make it work. But now that the time has passed and we're getting to the point where like we have to start looking at buildings, do we buy a building, you know, all these big business decisions that we need to make. Um, it's just been a really... Um, it's been a good experience in like relationships and like everybody needs to be honest. And even if it, you think it's going to hurt somebody's feelings, just be honest about how you're feeling and the risk you're willing to take or not take. And am I stepping on your toes today? Please just tell me. And, you know, sometimes we're not going to want to hear it. But if you're not honest, it's not going to work, especially moving into business together this fast um, like we did. Mm -hmm. So. That's how we're currently doing it. I don't know if we'll always do it this way, but you know. Yeah. And you're still in, you're, you're still kind of in the beginning phase, but is there anything, if another shop listening and, and was thinking about merging with a, another local shop, which I had actually assumed happens more often than we think, were there things that you said, hey, maybe talk about this topic yeah. as soon as you can or get on the same page with that? What would those be? So my number one would be for me, I just quickly said, okay, we're, we're moving into your shop, Jeremy in Rock Hill. And even though mine was only 15 minutes away, I just gave up the name snatch and run that I had built and been passionate about for eight and a half years. And I don't really think I gave that enough, um, credence, you know, like what is that going to feel like to me to not be the figurehead of a business anymore, or like mine was all female owned and operated. Well, now we have 16 employees and they're not all female. We're not all female owned and operated. So like, who am I now? What kind of screen print am I? What can I be passionate about selling, especially since sales is my job? Um, so that's just taken some time and therapy, um, you know, journaling about like, what's going to feel good and how can we make the new business, something that everybody can be passionate about, you know? Um, There's an identity there that's yeah. hard to separate from. And you know, like if you're passionate about what you do, it does become your identity. So it's been kind of good too, to like break away. Like Christy is not the screen printing shop anymore. There's three of us and it's really its own business in the community. So, mm -hmm. um, the what other, was the other thing, thing you were going to mention, um, you know, there's a lot of things that we're doing with structuring the business. Um, we had to meet with an attorney. We had to meet with a business exit strategist. Um, you know, all these really adult things <laughs> that I was not prepared for. Um, you know, like what's our business valuation. And then if someone was to pass away, we need life insurance on each other to make sure our spouses get paid out now. Um, 
I would just consult with an attorney and, and an accountant yeah. too, you know? That makes a lot of sense. Who is the, do you remember the business exit strategist? I haven't heard of that before. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's, um, it's a level of certified financial planner, but they have a certificate that says business exit strategist. And so they just structure the deal with your attorney to say like, okay, if one of you were to pass away, unfortunately, this is what the buyouts would look like. And this is the time structure of the buyouts. Um, and then also if one of us wants to retire, you know, Jeremy is a little bit older than me and he'll probably want to retire before I do. So what does that look like when he wants to retire? How long are we going to have to pay him out? And then are we structuring ourselves financially to be able to do that when someone wants to exit the business, you know, if we're not going to sell it all at once. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, a little separately, you are one of the fastest email responders I think there is that, that I chat with. Um, there's like you, I think Ryan Moore is pretty quick. Um, shockingly, cause I know he's, he's super busy. Yeah. Um, very few handful of folks, but I, I have told our team that is one of the easiest value ads mm-hmm. to offer customers. Like it for is. whatever reason, people, get amazed, but they're, they're like, wow, thanks so much. Um, you know, and then they ask their question, but is that the experience that you have when you're talking to the customer, especially since you're on the sales side? Yeah. It's, um, it's one of my values too. Um, I really believe in, you know, someone is emailing you, they have a card in their hand and they're ready to spend money with you. So you better get that money before they can email somebody else. So um, we try to do quotes and we try to do visual proofs and make people continue to be excited about their t-shirt that they envisioned. Um, you know, I was working with Lucas at, um, graphic source when I was at snatch and run, we also use them here. Um, but the volume here is a little bit different at snatch and run. I tried to get people a visual proof with when, within one hour. And so Lucas oh, said with that, the that quote. with the quote, a visual proof within wow. an hour, um, because if I believe if someone's excited about too? it, mm-hmm, they will purchase it right away. Wow. That's smart. We're not able to do that quite here yet, but that's one of my goals. Interesting. And and that's where you're saying it's worth it for the quote. Are you doing it for every quote or the ones that you feel are, all right, this is, I could tell this is a little bit more legit. You know, they have a good email address or I know this person. I believe if someone sends you like even their PNG and you can use print, you know, you know, Printavo, um, you can use a little Printavo mock-up creator. I mean, it doesn't have to be perfect, but people want to see their idea in real life and that will keep the sales process going. Wow. Those are two big value adds. Okay. So email respond as quickly as possible. Easy value add. It costs nothing. Mm -hmm. Create some sort of mock-up as quickly as you can get the customer excited to close and accept and move forward. Any others on the top of your head that you use, you feel like are low hanging yeah. fruit to, so, to help close um, more sales? I, I'm really big into personalizing this experience. So people don't go to, you know, an online company like custom Inc. So like our boxes and our inserts that we put in packages, we have like the printer sign or we have a little, picture of the printer and it says, give me a review. My boss will buy me a beer, like things like that, that Uh, just make people feel good about employing a real human. You know, that's great. 
Congratulations, by the way, on uh, your Women's in Screen Printing Awards. Yeah, I was really excited about Super that. Super cool. Yeah, that's really awesome. Um, I also saw from your Instagram, you made it to Long Beach. What did you mm-hmm. think? Oh, it was so cool. I was there with the Gildan Board of Decorators. And so it's always cool seeing all my print friends out there. Um, it was a great show. I, I was amazed how many people were there on Friday. And then um, it was just a really good time. Friday was slammed. Yeah, it was. Yeah. What do you think? I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I, I was surprised how busy Friday and Saturday was. Um, I did like it, it. It was just a good reminder that this is the show. Like if you're haven't been to shows or you're thinking about a show, just, you know, hold out, <laughs> wait till Long Beach um, and do the big shebang. Um, I, it, you know, I think the, the movement of transfers and everything continues to, to push forward. A lot of DTF equipment um, and also providers that were there. I was, I went to a couple of the talks um, and just some great knowledge sharing there too. Um, I went to the one. Which one? Which one did you Tony like? Tony Diaz and Aparna um, about um, band merch and how to like systemize that process and do a better job like serving your customers. And I think there are a lot of nuggets to take out that you could not only for bands, but any customer you're serving, like how can you make the process as easy as possible? Um, so that what, was really was, interesting. What was, were there any interesting takeaways from that, that you that you said, I need to implement this? Yes. So um, we're really big at like, since we're growing so quickly about like SOPs and like standardizing everything. And Tony, I think he hit the nail on the head when he said like, not all customers are the same and we need to stop thinking about all customers as the same. Like not everybody needs to pay a hundred percent up front. And if you're like, you know, this is a hard line, everyone has to do that. Well, it's just not going to work for some people. And he said, you know, he wished, you know, as he became more experienced as a screen printer, he wished he wouldn't have been so strict on his rules within the shop um, and how he treated every customer. And I'm like, Hmm, it's interesting to think about and like, how can we be more flexible and more adaptable um, to serve people better? Yeah, that is interesting. Especially when you feel like you're losing control. It's how do I get more process? How do I uh, maybe constrain this a bit more? Is that more of a reference of like you're saying customer to customer? So band Mm -hmm. customer different than a high school, like you guys talked about. Well, he was specifically talking about band customers because I think that's his core demographic, but I think it relates to any customer that you're serving. Like we really need to do our initial intakes and learn as much as we can about the people we're serving so we can, you know, have the right stipulations around their orders and like what we're taking from them. And we don't need to put ourselves in a hard place by any means, but like, can we help people out? So the relationship goes long-term and it's not just cut short because we have all these rules, just something to think about. Interesting. You know? That's cool. Was there yeah. any other classes that you pulled from? Um, I went to the AI art um, class or the shop talk. Super interesting. Yeah. I know nothing about that. I'm in sales, but it was interesting <laughs> to see how they do all of that and like where the screen printing industry can go from what they're doing with AI and how it's developing so quickly. So, yeah, that was cool. I was up there as well. I uh, was trying to, um, I was trying to synthesize or simplify um, what was being said. I <laughs> so, couldn't do it. I couldn't do uh, it. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully we, uh, yeah. Ho- hopefully it was bite size. Um, that's pretty cool. How, what were your thoughts on sales? I mean, I I asked a lot of shops that were there. Hey, how'd you guys do last year? Yeah. You know, you're wrapping up. Probably close the books already. And definitely mixed reviews. Yeah. Well, we crushed it, <laughs> but we merged three shops oh. in one. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, we're, we're kind of an anomaly, I think, because of just merging shop, like three shops all together at once. So we really don't mm-hmm. know what the next year is going to forecast for us. The best guess that we can have is, okay, take the sales numbers from all three shops and then add, um, a growth rate. But, um, it's really, it's really focusing on upselling, cross-selling, um, I'm in Kevin's um, sales cohort coming up, which I'm really excited about learning more from him. Oh, cool. The uh, Sales Inc. Yeah. Um, so I I feel like the market was kind of softening, but our, our numbers didn't reflect that at all. So I'm interested to see what this year does. Yeah, that's interesting. Did you see Embellisher? Mm-hmm. Um, it's... The embellisher, but spelled with no E-R at the end. So E-M-B-E-L-L-I-S-H-R for people listening. Um, I thought that was kind of cool. It's a pre-owned marketplace yes. uh, for equipment. Yes, I did see that. And um, I referred a couple of people to Nikki too um, that are looking to upgrade nice. and get rid of some old stuff. So hopefully she can make it happen for him. I just thought there's no good... You know, it's like a lot of used equipment is there's a couple different brokers that float around Facebook. There's uh, that one online forum that's pretty popular and uh, some random Facebook groups that people yeah. post stuff to, too. There's it's nothing's like standardized or vetted no. or, you know, um, you know, it's kind of ah, I trust or I trust this broker or something like that. Yeah. But interesting idea, right? To maybe bring a sort of eBay experience. Listen, to I, I love equipment. it. I love it, especially I had to sell my press last year and, you know, trying to merge shops and sell a press and talk about a press. And I'm like, just take it. I don't want it anymore. Moving <laughs> over here, you know, um, I had a local broker do it for me, but the concept of it being all online and her handling all the customer service around it and just handling it. I love that because... Oh. Um, it's a lot of work to sell your equipment and people want pictures and people want to know how it works and all of these things. And you don't have time for that. You're trying to run a business. So I think it's best to outsource that to somebody else. You can. When you started, you started snatching around back in 2014, right? Mm-hmm. Where, where did the, where did the name come from? Cause I was yeah. thinking snatch and run. Is it like a gym thing? Like the snatch and yeah. thing or is it? Oh, okay. Okay. It is. Um, so we were primarily a CrossFit brand. We had our own apparel line and we went around the Southeast selling, um, at CrossFit competitions. And then, you know, people just trusted us cause we were always at the CrossFit competitions to make shirts for their gyms. Um, and it's just a name you don't forget. It's funny. And it's kind of like you pick on yourself. Um, about it, but Snatch is a weightlifting move and run. So it's very CrossFit heavy brand. And I tried to change the name a couple of times, but nothing else would stick. So I was like, you know what? I fight it. <laughs> it is what it is. <laughs> and so you started in the local gym community. Did you pivot mm-hmm. from the brand to more custom work over time or is yeah. it, you still run the brand? 
Yeah. Um, it was probably like two years when we just did not have time to print our own stuff anymore. We were printing for gems and then CrossFit is a pretty expensive hobby. I'm not sure if you're aware, um, but people with money go the there. Memberships. Yeah. People want to go there. Yeah. They're either corporate or they own their own business as well. So you have like this great group of customers that's like ready to spend money on nice apparel, not just, you know, the cheapest shirt you can get. So we grew from there pretty quickly, um, which is amazing. And then um, once I leaned into being a female owned and operated business and not trying to hide that we didn't have any guys on staff at that point, Charlotte people ate that up, you know, they wanted to huh. spend money with female owned and operated business. So that's pretty um, cool. So leaning into, you know, your guys's identity, your, uh, you know, even like a, like a niche marketing, um, uh, the, the way that you portray yourselves to the market, were there any other, those are two big, it sounds like turning points in the business to really help things continue to grow. Were there any others that you could think that really bent the curve up to help you, you know, help snatch and run start to get moving? Yeah. Um, those were the big ones leaning into my identity. Um, I also, a couple of years ago, I went through a divorce um, and so I had to decide whether or not I was sticking with snatch and run and that was going to be my sole source of income or, um, if I was going to go corporate back to finance. Um, and I just, I really loved my business and everything. So it, it made me work a lot harder, honestly, getting divorced and it all being on me. Um, wow. so I think that that was a major one. Um, and then right after that is when Gildan picked me up for the board of decorators. And that was amazing as well. You know, just been really fortunate. What was it? <laughs> I, I, uh, I'm glad you, you have the positive experience of the, the divorce to like really push you forward. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if I could mention that one as like <laughs> top four list is, uh, all right. It number worked. three, divorce. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've heard great things about the Gildan Board of Directors experience. Like, what yeah. was your takeaway from it? Oh, did you go on all the trips and stuff I too? I did. I love the trips. I love the trips. It was really funny too, because it was like right after I got divorced and I'm like working hard in my business and you know, you have your vision board and like things you want out of your life and you're like, I want to travel more, but I want to travel for work. And then like the next week, Gildan called me <laughs> and they were like, Hey, do you want to go to Honduras? Do you want to go here? Do you want to go here and talk about t-shirts? And I was like, yeah, let's do it. So, um, that was really cool. Our trip to Honduras, we learned so much about the t-shirt manufacturing process and all that goes into that. Um, the sustainability aspect of the things they're doing down there, the, um, biomass and the lagoons where they filter the water after the dying so they can reuse the water and they're not polluting the environment from it. Um, I just had no idea that they were doing all of those things or like anybody really was doing all those things. I was just kind of like very North Carolina, you know, like this is what happens. We grow cotton here and that's it. But mm -hmm. there's a lot more to the t-shirt making process than that. Um, and so it just got me thinking on a much bigger scale, like what is the impact to the environment? And we should be asking all of these questions um, about the products we use and the manufacturing process of those products. So That's that cool. was great. 
And then all my friends that I met there, you know, Steve, I noticed he didn't show right. up today, but calling out. <laughs> I know he's been, uh, he's <laughs> double trade shows. He's in Vegas and Long Beach and, um, yeah, he, he's, he's been super slammed. I saw messages at like 2 a.m. and 6 a.m. And I was like, <laughs> oh, was there any sleep in between that? Yeah. Um, that's really cool. I, I feel like it's funny. I have told a few vendors, you what you guys make in the behind the scenes is so cool. Like I'm surprised more companies don't try to push content about that more. Uh, like in the weeds, I think Bella does this a little bit, but like really in the weeds of, you know, dying process or sewing process or like you said, the plants in Honduras, like just people don't know about this. And I think those things are taken for granted at those companies because they've just been in it. They just do it. This is this is sort of what it is. Of course, everybody knows about this. And it's like, no, no, not really. I, I used to, when I was in Chicago, MNR facilities is right there. And you go there, it's a hundred thousand square feet. It's incredible. I mean, they're welding, they're cutting metal. They've got this beautiful showroom. Um, all of this stuff, you see the presses, you see them getting shipped out to countries around the world. I was like, holy crap, like, I feel like you guys got to run, you know, massive tours, like bus people over here, you know, have these incredible experiences. And I know they're doing more too, but uh, that one and Rock started having people go to Portugal. And so um, anyway, I mean, even just you saying this and telling the next five people that you hang out with at Long Beach gets people excited. And and you know what? We've used a, it a lot a cool in our tool. shop too uh, for marketing to our customers oh, when you talk to customers because I, I like show them pictures of what I've seen and like it kind of makes me seem like a bigger deal than I am you know like oh Christy goes and checks out the products that are being made and she knows about sustainability and you know it just it's just another you know notch in your belt like why people should buy shirts from you versus other people like what do you know about your product and what can you share um, so I really think everybody should be more educated on this because sustainability isn't the key term isn't going anywhere, you know, um, mm -hmm. people want yeah, to know It definitely seems it. like consumers more so care about it more. Um, it's almost, it, it's a nice bonus point. I'll, it feels yeah. like to, to whatever they're purchasing. You talk about hiring moms coming yes. back into to the workforce. Yes. And I'm not sure if that like continues now or obviously mm -hmm. things are so busy, but definitely at Snatcher and before, uh, you know, what was the thinking there? Cause I, I haven't necessarily heard of that strategy for the team yet. And maybe that's a great source of yeah. uh, good talent. Well, I am very pro hiring moms and we do that here at Rock Hill Screen Printing too. You have to be a little bit more flexible, you know, they might need to get off a little bit earlier, but, um, Moms are like a key demographic where they know how to get a lot of stuff done in a little bit of time. Um, and most moms before they were moms, they had a really successful career. Um, like for me, I was in finance, but then I had my kids and I was staying at home and I just kind of happened to stumble into screen printing, but I still have like all this knowledge base to like run my business now. Um, so at Snatch and Run, we would hire people my head printer for a while, she used to be an ICU nurse. Do you know her attention to detail was like spot on? And like, how cool is it that, you know, I didn't have to worry about that aspect for a long time because I took a chance on her, but she just needed to get off a little bit earlier than a traditional employee. 
Um, so she was, so she was pivoting careers or she was stay at home mom and then stay at home mom. And, you know, as your kids get older, you have a little bit of time. You might have 30 hours a week that you can devote to a job, but it just needs to be while your kids are in school, you know, um, moms can get a lot of stuff done very quickly and, um, they don't stress out. They can prioritize, um, and they're loyal because they know a lot of employers these days can't work around their schedules. So if you have jobs in your print shop that you can be a little more flexible with, um, I suggest trying it. Like right now, our purchasing purchasing and receiving gal, she's a mom too. I mean, she comes in, gets her stuff done, and then leaves. But it's perfect because she's highly organized, works hard. Um, you know, sometimes she may have to bring her daughter to sit beside her if you know, daycare's closed or whatever. But if you can be flexible to those kind of things, you've got a rock star employee at a great rate, you know, because they appreciate the flexibility too. Hmm. All right. Silly question then. Mom's wanting to jump back into the workforce, you know, shops listening to this and is like, yeah, that's a great idea, right? Purchasing, shipping, um, maybe some sales help. Mm-hmm. Where do I start to look, right? Like, is this in your network? Are there specific yeah. job boards? Well, I used to be a PTA president, so I've got a lot of moms that I know. Um, but Facebook has, um, if you just Google your, or your Facebook, like Fort Mill moms, there's all these message boards um, for your town and then just put moms on the end. And I'm sure you'll find one. And it's usually where people are like buying and selling kids clothes or griping about the school or something like that. But you can post jobs <laughs> there too. Got it. Okay. That's a great, that's a really great tip because I'm sure you're right. Every little town has them help people get together in community to pull community together. Um, that's the other thing that, that you seem to post a lot about is more community driven things in Fort Mill, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. Uh, how do you think about that? Like, is that just you as your personality being more outgoing or is it like, Hey, you know, if we're the, if we're kind of the mayor of the town and in a sense, people when they're ready or need promotional products will also come to us too, or yeah. how do you well, think about that strategy? Well, it's part of our um, mission and vision at Rock Hill Screen Printing to give back to our community. And we say that we will only be successful through the happiness of our employees and the ways we give back to the community. So we, we live it here and that's, something that I could get behind when we recreated our mission and vision. Um, we believe in, you know, you got to help your customers continue their businesses. So we should be liking their social media posts. We should be talking about them at networking events or anywhere in the community that we're at. If we hear somebody say, Oh, I need a new sign for my business or I need a new car. Well, we have other um, customers that do all of those things and we should be connecting those people, warm leads, um, it's just the right thing to do so you can keep your customers around. Um, but also like, why not, you know, rising tides raises all ships, you know, like we're really here to help people, um, not just print shirts. We're just doing it through the shirts. What, it, what are some, some examples of that and, and how to execute it? You know, especially for someone who says, this is a great idea. I want to spend some time on this. Where do I start? Uh, how often maybe do I do things? 
Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah. What would you advise? Number one, um, we changed our showroom. So it's a place to hang out. Um, we have a little futon couch. We've got waters. We've got little snackies. We've got free stickers. Um, and the girls up there just have really good bubbly personalities, our inside sales team. So, you know, the police officers come and hang out. Everybody just comes for a place to hang out and chat. So through chatting with people, you learn like, what are their pain points? What are their struggles? And you're not talking about that in a like salesy kind of aspect. You're talking about it because you're somebody's friend. And then you're using your intelligence to kind of say, okay, how can I help this person? And the culture here at Rock Hill Screen Printing, we've just kind of created this thing where we're always thinking about connecting people and helping them along the way. So that's number one. We also go out and visit our customers. We're the official screen printer of um, Winthrop Athletics. So we're in the hospitality room networking there and um, really out in the community as much as we possibly can. Baseball games. Um, we do B&I networking. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. Um, oh, what's that? It's like um, a paid networking group where there's just one person from every industry there and you meet once a week and then you warm lead people through that. Oh, okay. Um, which that's been very successful How often successful do you try to visit us. customers too? Or is, it, or is it just like dropping off orders and then hanging out, bringing something? Yeah. Well, well, we drop off orders quite a bit. I love doing that. It gets me out of the office. Um, but we try to go out and meet with our customers once a week, like at least one or two. Like Jill and Jeremy will do one. I'll do one. They're really active in their church too. So um, they'll meet customers there. Um, and then I just love to get out. I just, it's the best. That's cool. That makes a lot of sense. I've seen some shops do also open house, like mm -hmm. print days. I've seen yeah. some do like, like come in, take a look, see how a, a print shop works. Yeah. I've seen some that do like barbecue type of things in the summer. That's um, a really good point. I've and seen, we do that. Oh, you do those too. Yeah, really we cool. do. I didn't even think about telling you that, but like if people come to the <laughs> shop and they want to walk through the shop, we bring them on a tour. Yeah. Um, our employees all know that if someone walks in, that's not an employee, they better say hello, um, make the person feel welcome and introduce themselves. Um, but then we also do community events where we host um, like all the coaches from Winthrop and do a print day, teach them how to make their own shirt, which is kind of magical for people who don't know how shirts are made. Um, right. Help probably helps with the price point too. Yeah. Yeah. For, for people that think that you're just pressing a button. Yeah, for sure. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, there's a lot of different things. I think you've just got to stop thinking of it everything is a sales technique and like, we're like, how can we have fun and show people that we're having fun and loving our jobs? You know, there's another one, uh, that I've seen Rockford art daily does print day where they, people will bring in a shirt and yeah. they have like one or two screens or something set up for a couple different designs. And then people can print down whatever they bring in. That's really cool. Which I thought was kind of cool too. 2024 just kicked off, although January is almost a wrap here, a <laughs> uh, few more days. Were there any things that, you know, this year was the first year I personally did a, a goals kind of, you know, these are the things or habit changing items that I wanted to, to be able to implement this year. Were there any things that you looked at the business or yourself and said, 
2024, I want to be able to implement these things? Yeah. Um, well, let's see. Number one is not being so hard on myself. Like we've got a lot going on all the time. And I think it's easy to get um, down on yourself when you have a really long to-do list. So I've kind of segmented that out, that out every Monday, just pick three things for the week that I really want to accomplish um, and kind of just focus on those. And if, you know, if they don't get done, it's fine. Just move them to the next week. Um, as far as my family, um, we do once a month mandatory family day. I have three teenagers. Um, so no phones, no, no complaining. You don't get to know what's going on ahead of time. Um, but everybody has to be active and engaged. Um, so they're going to be, what is it like a Saturday? We're all going to do, you know, go fishing or something like that. Yeah. They never know what's going to happen or how, like how far we're going to drive to get to what we're doing. You know, like whether we go snow tubing or, um, this past Saturday, we took them to the Winthrop game. Um, so, and you know, like my daughter doesn't like basketball, so we tried it, but you're going, you know, but that's why we're not going to tell you. And we're not going to tell you where we're eating because, you know, I don't know if you know about teenagers, but if you have three of them, all three are not happy at once. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we try to do um, and no phones though, no phones, none. I'm tired of the phone. It's like those, uh, we went to a comedy show and they put the phone in the, this little case now. So people can't record the jokes and everything. Yeah. Um, so you, you put them in there and you lock them in the glove compartment. Yeah. Sounds like. Mando family day. So, um, we do that at home. Um, I'm also trying to take like one day off every two weeks during the week to kind of reset and be more creative. Notice like the busier we get, the less creative I am. And I I don't love myself, not creative. So that's smart. I feel like it's like the, the, the busier or crazier things get, I, it almost is like the more we tend to double down Mm -hmm. into what we're doing and just try to force our way through it with time. And it's probably the opposite solution like that, right? It's like, we were probably either managing it wrong or delegating it wrong or, or wrong process or something like that, where more time spent may not be the right solve. I I completely agree with that. Like, especially for someone like me, like I like see squirrels everywhere and I'm like, here, here, here. (laughs) And then I just get in the trenches and I'm like, oh, this isn't fun anymore. And then I'm not interested. But if I take a day off and like regroup and go golf or something, then I'm I'm back in the game. So what's, uh, what's the day that you take off? Would it be beginning of the week, middle, end? Well, we rotate. Each one of the owners rotates. So. Oh, uh, okay, cool. Yeah. Which one do you prefer? Um, I like the end of the week. I'm pretty good on Mondays. Like I like Mondays. I usually can get excited about the week, but towards the Wednesday or Thursday, I'm over it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, it also seems to the, it's, it's tricky because <clears throat> it almost takes a day or two to, to like unplug, uh, if you're like really focused on it, it seems to, right? Like, oh, what's what's going on on Slack? Or what did that customer just say? You know, the email pops up on your phone or... Um, I've started using that uh, on the iPhone. There's like that evening report or morning report thing mm-hmm. where it groups all the messages together and, yeah. and collects them instead of constantly in real time sending you stuff. Do you like that? But 
Um, yeah, because I don't think all notifications are equal, like have the equal amount of urgency that need. To, so, you know, you talk about email is like a superpower for you. Awesome. Okay. That makes sense. But there, we may have 30, 40, 50 apps on our phone and, you know, maybe three of them actually need to be attended to. And the rest of them, ha- you know, I, I could click on it. I cannot click on it. It literally doesn't matter. And just more so tends to drain energy or, or fill up random time. Yeah. Um, like I feel like social apps tend to be like that or notifications from there. So I did have yeah. to take my Apple watch off. Like I didn't like that buzzing like on my arm mm. all day. I, that's another one. I've turned off all notifications mm-hmm. except um, a couple text messages from certain people. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The constant buzzing. It, yeah. it becomes too much. What, what else? Is there any other big 2024 um, well, also, changes or improvements? I put a treadmill under my desk to get in my steps. Whoa. Yeah. Like so one of those walking, walking pads. Working type. Yeah. Walking, working. Yeah. So every afternoon I hop on the walking pad. I really like that. Gets the brain going again. You know? Yeah. Good steps. That's awesome. Um, well, this is really cool, Christy. I appreciate being able to to share so much. You guys run an awesome podcast too. Last call for plastisol. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we're, we're really excited about the podcast. Too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think like I, I feel it's it's not easy to to keep up and out. And you guys have some really in depth topics too. So yeah, search for that last call for plastisol. Uh, it's at dot com, or I'm sure it's on the different apps as well. Yes, Spotify, YouTube, you name it, it's there. Where can people reach out to you? Um, Well, my personal Instagram is at Snatch and Run. And then our business Instagram is at Rock Hill Screen Printing. Um, And then at Last Call for Plaza Saw. Perfect. All right. Appreciate all the time, Christy. Hopefully you're able to achieve achieve everything in 2024, especially those those days off. And it's going to be a hard one. Thanks, Bruce. I hope you have a great day. All right, pronouncers. We appreciate you guys listening to another episode. We'll be back next week. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Hopefully that was informative. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to like. Don't forget to hit the bell for notifications if you enjoyed this video. If you enjoy all the stuff we're putting out, it's really helpful. We love to just be able to see it. That means that we're doing a good job. To subscribe, hit the bell for notifications and hit the like button. And I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.